going to connect some dots and formulate a picture for you. If you're tired of struggling, if you're tired of circular thought, aka worry, then this one's for you. When we worry, the wheel turns round and round, and we become bound by an all-encompassing illusion of futility, of hospitality, and eventually of our own demise. If we break free from these connections and these bindings in some way, we can reach up into the stars and pull ourselves into their light, starlight. Ooh, but this is hard to do because as human beings, we become earthbound looking down at the ground, looking into our little magic box, head down, shuffling forward, mask cemented in place, ears plugged up with a frequency emitting device plugged firmly into our ear. How can we hear? How can we listen to ourselves? How can we connect upward? The more we struggle against it, the tighter this binding becomes. Stress leads to fatigue, and fatigue leads to surrender. And so do we surrender? Do we give up? Most of us do not. We keep pushing. We keep scratching. And this only makes it worse. And so if this sounds like a struggle that's familiar to you, welcome to the club. You're not alone. It's like you want to make a change in the world. You want to do good. You want to be good. You want to fight for the right cause. You have these good ideals. And then you try and fall flat on your face. It's not much fun. You get up, dust yourself off, look in the mirror, and you don't recognize what you've become. And then something happens, some big break, call it a miracle, call it whatever you want. I like to think of it as grace, an outside force somewhere, somehow picks you up 
and it just gives you what you need. But most of us speaking as a population and as a cross-section, most of us ignore it and press on. Not even saying thanks, not even acknowledging what happened. It could have been a miracle, but we passed it over. Like a busy, busy man flipping through the newspaper that can't be bothered. Head down, keep reading, on to the next page, keep reading. What I'm suggesting is that we would be wiser not to think of ourselves as an individual that is all alone, but one who is connected with infinite potential. And with this infinite potential comes infinite cost, infinite test. Have you ever thought that you're being tested? Have you ever thought of this life as a series of tests just never ending? Many of us are so puzzled, so lost, that we never even look up to see who's testing us to see what class we're in. Start to question it, really. I implore you, please, whatever struggle you're engaged in, whatever cause you're fighting for, no matter how good you think you are, take a pause and look up. What have you become? Look in the mirror. Do you recognize that person? And this is, in fact, a step we should all take. I assume if you're listening to this, that you want to do good in the world, that you want to do good for yourself and by yourself. I assume that you want love and you want to share love. Now, if you don't, scram, turn this off, this isn't for you. If you have other designs, like manipulating people, gaining power, this isn't gonna work for you. It's just gonna make your life even worse because truth is in the mirror. Look into your eyes now. Look into your eyes in the mirror and tell me what do you see? Are they clouded? Are they fatigued? Or do you see a light there? A light that shines through? In many cultures across the world throughout time, the mirror is a symbol of truth. Mirrors have been used 
in many circles for many purposes. Yet, how many of us just assume and take for granted that a mirror is a mirror? I encourage you to pause and ponder the meaning of mirror. If you can, pause this, go get a mirror and look into it. We'll call it the five minute mirror meditation. Gaze into your eyes for five full minutes and ponder your meaning, ponder your existence. Powerful stuff, I guarantee it. And so if you did that and you come back, I bet you feel different. If you're just keeping on listening, that's fine. But really, at some point, you should try it. It's like trying water for the first time. It's like seeing the sky for the first time. When we look into the world, we lie to ourselves every time. Everything we look at, everything we read, every other face we're looking into, we're searching for meaning and searching for truth. It can only be found in the mirror. That's the only place. Marvel at the wonder of the human eye. It is holographic representation of creation, of the cosmos. So which side of creation are you on? Light or other? Ponder that question. It's a good question to ask. Because many of us that want good things, we can become tainted quite easily, in fact. We can become so tainted that we may not even be able to recognize ourselves anymore. Another powerful extremely useful thing to do is to close your eyes. In fact, you could close them through this entire session and you will be forced to look inward through your inner vision. And this is much like looking in the mirror. It forces you to conjure images It takes so much energy to visually assimilate your environment each moment. Even if you're sitting in a comfortable room that you know well, there's so much data that is being streamed into your eyes that is pulling you into this web, into this illusion, which I will just simply call lies because they're not true. If you're a truth seeker, this message is for you. Close your eyes and ask 
for the truth to be revealed. It's like looking in the mirror. You may not like what you're being fed at first, what you're seeing. It may feel as though things are being forced onto you. Because you've popped the cork and the bottle wants to spill out. Your mind has become too pressurized, too tense, too tight. If you've been fighting for just cause, you've taken arrows and you don't even know it. If you've been going out there and living your life, fighting for just cause, you do not escape unscathed. And so closing the eyes and asking for truth, it is a necessary thing. And you may think, ah, I'll do that when I sleep. Sleep is another subject altogether. And let us say for this purpose, no, you don't. No, closing your eyes while you're awake is very different than closing your eyes and sleeping. Because you retain your conscious mind. And your conscious mind is an asset. It is an asset to be leveraged when upgrading the facilities of your subconscious mind. Your conscious mind can fall prey to the subconscious and be a victim, or your conscious mind can learn to work with the subconscious mind and the two can become co-creators working for you. How many of you go out there day after day beating your drum, pushing on, and yet it seems like the world is against you. It just seems like everything you do is met with resistance. Like the old phrase, two steps forward, one step back, or it may be two steps forward, three steps back some days. Well, getting your conscious mind and subconscious mind aligned will dramatically shift that experience. Because remember, for the purpose of this talk here, the world is a, a body of lies because it is not your truth. It is an incorrect web. And you best believe there are spiders lurking. And if you think you're so powerful, then you will be duped. If you think you can do it all alone, then you have no idea the vastness and the scope of these webs and how truly diabolical these spiders can be out there. And so a great way to unplug from the web is through meditation. 
meditation has become completely mislabeled, completely mischaracterized. It is associated with Asia. It is associated with monks. People that try it are quickly bored. It's associated with chanting. And you know what? Maybe that is some of it. I'm not saying it's not. But I will define meditation as I understand it. It is simply unplugging from all the nonsense and all the BS and pulling yourself out of that web of lies so that you can connect with the truth, which is you, which is your truth, which is your origin. And there has been an endless supply of information on meditation. And you may say, oh, what, so they're all wrong? In a nutshell, yes, they are. Because anyone who tries to tell you how to meditate, they've already broken the first rule. Everyone will have their own way. But the rule is you unplug, you disconnect, and you look within. Anything beyond that, you start to get into that web of lies again. If you think you need music to meditate, you're wrong. If you think you need to follow someone to meditate, you're wrong. If you think it needs to be done in a temple, wrong again. Never trust a man in a robe. Just don't do it. Why would you think that because they wear a robe, they're trustworthy? If we look to someone else to tell us what to do, you've broken the first rule. I've been meditating for a while. I've come to know myself. And it wasn't pretty. It wasn't all I thought I was. If you're really meditating, you will shed tears. If you're really meditating, you will be met with a flurry of activity that you had no idea was there. If you're really doing it right, it will take time. It will be unpleasant at first. And then you will be liberated. You will be freed. Freed from what, you may ask? Well, freed from deception. Freed from the sway of others. Freed from the pervasive perversiveness of this land and of these people.
Meditating is like listening to yourself. And that's what you'll notice at first. It's as though you have this voice that won't shut up. And it'll be telling you lists of things to do. And it'll try anything to get you to get up and do something. All of a sudden you'll have an itch here, an itch there. You'll have to cough, you'll need water, you'll need to go to the bathroom. And that voice is scared. That voice doesn't want you to find out what it's been telling you. But if you're brave, you will go through with it. You'll look into your eyes in the mirror and you'll begin the process. You'll close your eyes and look inward and kindly ask that voice to shut up for five minutes. If you fail, try again. After all, that's what we do, isn't it? If you're meditating, you have your cell phone on or a computer in front of you, it's interrupting the process. The electrical output is disharmonious with what you're trying to do. When I record this, I'm recording it with my device far, far away on airplane mode. Otherwise, I can't do it. I become frazzled, electrified, terrified. I can't latch on to a smooth stream of thought. The next thing you'll notice when meditating is that any sound becomes unbearable. If I focus on sounds right now, there's guys blowing leaves across the street. I can hear my refrigerator. I hear a bird. And so I say, okay, thanks for acknowledging the sounds, but that's not important. Everything is as it should be, so let's keep this going. If you're afraid of the truth, meditation is not for you. If you are in denial and need to keep that denial to survive, please don't meditate. It will only make things worse. This is a warning and I'm being sincere. Many of us think of one thing when in fact we are quite something else. If you don't want to find that out, do not meditate. It's probably better if you don't. But if you're feeling a bit cheeky, if you're feeling confident about this, if you want to progress, then I encourage you to try those things that I pointed out. You may not get amazing results in the first five minutes or first 10 minutes, but it will be the first few steps on a journey 